we are living in an unprecedented time right now. I mean, and I think like we say that like every couple of months or every couple of weeks, right? <laughs> from again, like from seeing like what happened in 2008 to this global pandemic in 2020 that we haven't seen before initially, right? Like, and everyone needed to stay at home. And with all the changes that happens, like that make the perfect storm to create this, this situation where we're now, unfortunately, with, which is a hyperinflation. And now like the feds are trying to intervene to manage that, right? This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Well, today our guest, they go through all the work to become a physician, right? And then they figure out, I need my time back, right? I need more time and, and we need more passive income often to make that happen. And they figure out multifamily syndication is often a way to do just that. His name is Harry Nima Zagara. <laughs> He's a full-time doctor, multifamily syndicator, active in real estate for the last five years, currently GP in over a thousand units in four different states. He also owns and manages single family homes in Dallas, Fort Worth area. His wife is also a physician. They have two boys. They love to travel, sports, and being outdoors. You're gonna hear Harry talk about numerous things today from active versus passive, but also what he expects for what's happening next for multifamily and inflation. And then just he goes into uh, REITs versus syndication. I often get questions about that from passive investors. Like, why wouldn't I just go invest in a REIT versus a syndication or vice versa? And so I know you're going to learn a lot from Harry today. Harry, welcome to the show. I interview lots of people, of course, as the listeners know, but often I interview people who were a doctor and they figure out a way to increase their income or a passive income and they find multifamily seems to be a great way to do that. And potentially it's what has happened to you as, you as you've learned about real estate. But give the listeners a little more about who you are, Harry, and let's dive into how you got into this thing we call multifamily syndication. Yes, yes. First, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure and it's an honor too. My name is Harry. My wife, Mitzi, and I, we are both from South America, from Peru. We actually came here to the U.S. about 15 years ago. We both are physicians. So we came here like to, to continue our training. So again, that was 15 years ago. So we were doing, because of the nature of, of medicine and training, we were doing like the residency, fellowship, sub-specialization, and we were moving every every quite often, every two or three years. So we have been like in Pennsylvania, Virginia. Then when we finished, we went to South Texas. We went, we were there for two years, actually in private practice. Then like we moved here to Dallas where we had friends and we also, my, my wife also, she had family. So it was like a great decision to move here. And since we came here, like we, we love the area, right? Like so our kids like went to school and they also love their friends, their school. So it was an easy decision to stay in the area, right? Like so, and, and in terms of real estate, so we, we, we also have a little bit of a background of real estate from back of our country, right? Like, so in my family, so most of my family, they were not, not able or they didn't have the opportunity to go to college. So we are actually like first gen generation of people to go to college. So they were doing business and other things like that, including real estate. As you can imagine, I mean, it's very different like doing real estate in a developing country to here in the US, but we we were very interested already. And the reason why we, we actually also, we didn't start until just five years ago was because again, we were moving very often. So it was kind of difficult. So we came here to Dallas and after a couple of months, as I was telling you, we decided to stay. So we bought our primary residence and two, three months after that, we started getting very involved in real estate. 
initially in residential real estate. And in the last two years, we have been doing commercial real estate, specifically in apartment complexes and in syndications. Nice. Well, why not just stay passive? You know, maybe active versus passive. I mean, why, especially as a physician, you know, why not just be a physician and just keep investing passively with different operators and deals and asset classes or or whatever, increasing your passive income that way? Initially, probably because of lack of education, right? Like, so you come here and I was doing a lot of audiobooks and podcasts, like initially on how to invest in real estate, right? Like, and, and the first way you learn how to do that is like through residential real estate, specifically to single family homes, right? Like, so you can do like flips, you, you, you can do long-term rental, short-term rental. So that's how we started initially. So I didn't know better. Right. Like, so we, we came to Dallas and we started like buying single family homes. We were doing well. Actually, we grew quite a lot. Like we, we went up to nine properties at some point. I mean, of course, you can imagine as a full time doctors, we, we needed to some help because of that. So we decided to hire a property manager, but at some point it was getting too, too busy. And also we, we have two, two kids, two sons. One is seven, one is 11 years old. And uh, you can imagine like having two boys at home is, is, is also very busy and fun. So we, we decided to be able to commercial real estate where again, like we are doing active investment, but also we're investing passively in this. And again, like, so I'm doing in this moment actively, like, because I still have the time, have the strength, have the passion for real estate too. I'd really like to be involved, but I think at some point that's our goal. And and I believe that's also a goal for most active investors to become only passive investors, right? Like, because you, you need to value like your, your time and and you need to find balance in your life, right? Like, I mean, like you, you, you need to find this time like to do things that you like with people that you love, right? Like, so, uh, I mean, at some point for sure, we're planning like to transition fully to passive investing. Yeah. I've been so impressed just the multifamily industry and the business and how so many people, I mean, just can create wealth, right? Through multifamily syndication and whether they're active or passive. And so what do you see, Harry, is next for just multifamily inflation and just our economy? We are living in an unprecedented time right now. I mean, and I think like we say that like every couple of months or every couple of weeks, right? (laughs) From again, like from seeing like what happened in 2008 to this global pandemic in 2020 that we haven't seen before initially, right? Like, and everyone needed to stay at home. And with all the changes that happens, like that make the perfect storm to create this, this situation where we're now, unfortunately, with, which is a hyperinflation. And now like the feds are trying to intervene to manage that, right? Like, so why that happened? So like, it, like in Paris, like, because again, like we were at home, we were not spending that much money. We were still so most of people, I mean, not in my case, because I was still going to the hospital, but so, so most of people were still like receiving their income or checks. The government has printed money like at incredible pace in the last two years, right? Like I think I heard somewhere like 40% of currency has been printed in the last, in the last two years, which is unbelievable, right? And also like the supply chain problems, right? Like so all that together make like the perfect storm to create this, this situation where we're on, right? Like a, it hasn't been like, I guess, like this in the last 40 years, right? Like uh, we, we had like this kind of inflation. Then it comes the feds, right? And we initially think like they have like many tools or many ways how to handle this. It turns out that it's just like one way, right? To going up or to, to go down on the rates. And that's what they have been doing, right? Like, and they have been doing a very, very fast pace, right? Like, so I've been like in different 
meetups in the, and some conferences. And I always listen for from experts, right? Like, and if there's one thing that is common in all these experts is that we don't know what's going to happen next, right? Like, so, so we kind of think what, what's going to happen and we, we can see the past and we can look ahead in the future, right? But we really don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, so what, what we think is that, again, like they are going to continue raising these interest rates because we don't have still inflation under control. But at some point, that's going to affect the economy too, right? Like, and, and there are some type of businesses that are, are going to be in, in, in problems, right? Like in, even like the regular people, right? Like so in multifamily and in real estate in general, I mean, like we are not detached from the world for sure. I believe it's also going to affect real estate and also the multifamily business in some degree. But there are some fundamentals that I believe put us in a better position. And like you, you always hear about like the deficit in housing or units that we have across the country, especially in the in the Midwest and the Southeast, where all the population is going, where all the businesses are going, right? Like uh, these these states where are like business friendly and landlord friendly. So I like I think like in general, the real estate and multifamily also may suffer a little bit in the next year or two. Like even nowadays, like you are seeing like. Deals are difficult to be to be structured right now. Like we see cash flow suffer, like or delay, like in the first couple of months or year. But I think we're well positioned for the next five, 10 years still. You mentioned multifamily may suffer in the next year or two. You mentioned a little bit about maybe cash flow in the first few months. Any other ways you see I mean, multifamily suffering or maybe certain deals over other deals, you know, suffering because of what's happening in the economy? Yeah, so because of what happened last year, a lot of, of the success of a syndication depends also on the asset management teams, right? Like, and we have seen because of these supply changes problems, there are some deals or projects where the renovations are delayed, right? Like, so they are, they may not be able like to reach like their performer rents or income. And also at some point in the last three, four, five years, Everyone was doing bridge loans, right? Like so, which means that we need to to do a refinance in 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 the next two or three years. So they're maybe facing some some problems and, and some challenges too at that time, right? Like because if cap rates start going up very quickly, or if the lender needs like more equity, like like to be whole, like so they're going to be in problems. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Bridge debt, you got to be careful or use it sparingly, maybe, or or there are times to use it, no doubt about it. But however, you got to think about that term when you got to refi. Yes. You don't know what's really going to be happening three years from now or two years from now or five years from now, right? So I hope you have a backup plan to say the least. What about, you know, and and you mentioned, you know, back to the the asset management team, the operator, and so it's so important, no doubt about it. What about some other, you know, benefits that you see, you know, investing alongside a a syndicator or, you know, operator as a passive investor? Yes. So this is something that I see in general, like in real estate, but especially in multifamily when you invest passively, right? Like, so you can leverage people, right? Like, so you have a syndicator who has all the experience, who has the time that has gone through different cycles and has the expertise. So you leverage people like, and they work for you basically, right? Like, so you have also diversification, right? Like you don't necessarily need to invest in your backyard. I mean, I live in Dallas. I mean, I, and all my single family houses are in Dallas, right? But I mean, when I invest passively in multifamily, I have some properties that are in Jacksonville or in Waco. Now we're, we're raising for one in, in Arizona. So you have that benefit, the diversification. It's like it's important also to mention that when you are doing it by yourself, 
all the decisions, all the responsibilities and the liabilities are on you. Right. Like, so, so that's pretty important. Like, and, and again, like you, you may like, and you may have a passion for real estate, but not, not, not everyone has that. And also at the same time, not everyone has enough time to do that. Right. Like, so you're putting, I mean, all the, all that important, like on this indicator, which, which is great. Having said all of that, like still you need to do your due diligence because there are syndicators and syndicators, right? Like as great as passive investment is, you still need to do some work, right? Like, so, so you need to do some betting of your sponsor, like initially, right? Like, and after you have defined that it's a good sponsor that, it, that that aligns with your values, right? Like, so, and you're like the project and the area where they're investing. So, so you go ahead and, and, and you sign and you commit and you send your funds. And after that, that's passive. So that's, so that's a great thing. Yeah. No doubt. You have to think about it, just like you were talking about earlier, active versus passive. And uh, definitely many benefits to being passive, but it does go a lot to who that operator is and figuring out that team, right? But yes. how have you seen, you know, maybe as an operator or even as a passive investor, just being able to reduce the risks involved in a multifamily deal or investment? Yeah, it takes a lot and it takes a team right, to do that, right? Like, so one of the things that we do is we invest in growing markets, right? I was just, just telling you about like the markets that we, we invest, right? Like in the Midwest, Southeast, Texas and Arizona, right? Like, so where we see that the population is moving, where we see like there's uh, businesses that are moving business and landlord friendly, right? Like, so we also, and myself also, I focus a lot on the asset management team because again, like that's, super, super important for a deal to go great or to go wrong, right? Like, so I usually like, like focus on someone who has been for years, who is doing this full time, then who is also like, again, like who is able like to visit like the property very often, right? Like, I mean, even if the person like li- li- like lives in the area, it's even better, right? Like, but uh, I mean, like we understand that we don't need like to to live in the same area, but at least like the, if they for the first couple of months are like the crucial months, like are able like to visit the property often, that's very important for us. And then later, like again, like the, the last part is the underwriting. We always talk about conservative underwriting and what that means, right? I mean, I would say also it's conservative and also realistic underwriting, right? Like so again, like we we see how the cap rates are like in the last. Probably five years, everyone was able like to get like a property and get great re- returns from their investors. Maybe even not necessarily doing that much. Even like you have seen like that during the pandemic, many of the properties they didn't under- undergo any renovations or great things on the business plan. But it's still because of the inflation, everything went up and they were able like to sell with good returns. So we see those things in the underwriting, right? Like I mean, like things like the cap rate, economic vacancy, how is the rent grow? I mean, like we have seen amazing rent growth that may not happen in the next couple of years, right? Like, so things that are very important to look when you're reviewing a deal. No doubt. No, some very good points. What about as you were considering, you know, passive versus active, did you consider REITs at all? Yeah, REITs, you have to love them, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, like they're, they're a good way to, I guess, like there's also another way to invest in real estate. However, we haven't been exposed that much and in equity, we don't invest in that just, just mainly because this is kind of something really similar as the stock market, mutual funds and Wall Street, right? Like you, so you invest in something and again, you don't necessarily know who is the operator. Yeah, maybe you speak to more of the differences between a REIT and a syndication just so the listener, in case they're not familiar with the REIT. Yes, yes. So like the REITs are real estate investment trusts, right? Like that works similarly as the stocks that anyone can buy, really. 
syndications are more like not that available to many people. And actually it's more difficult like to, to find them, right? Like you need to, to know the operator from before or, or some of them now are advertised like as a 506C, right? Like so, so one difference is, for example, like the number of properties in syndications is usually one or two properties, right? Like, and you know the property really well, like because before investing, you need to have that final presentation or the webinar like to see and to take the decision on that in terms of the reads you don't know what's the property you don't know how many properties are you don't know where they are located so that's one of the important difference then like the investment minimums right like so it's very different because like in reads there's very low minimums right like so you can invest just even with a couple of hundred dollars it's very easy to invest for syndications is different and usually like the minimums, at least what I'm seeing in this moment is 50 to 75,000. And why is that? And the reason is, one, so one of the reasons is that we want to have, and in general, like syndicators want to have a good communication with their investors, right? Like, so in these projects, multi-million dollar projects, we're looking to raise sometimes five, 10, 20 million dollars. And you can imagine even with 50,000, with 75,000, there's hundreds of investors. What would happen if it would be less? It would be a nightmare, right? Just to manage all these investors and no, and no one would, would, would be happy with the service that we provide. So that's one of the things. Then like the liquidity, right? Like, so again, like REITs work pretty much as stocks. So you can buy and sell. If you change your mind, you can sell that like in the next day, in two weeks. And that's fine. For syndications, you need to have the mindset that your investment is going to be locked there in the property for the long of, of, of the, of the time hold, right? Like so, and these projects usually last like for four to six years. So, so that's something important that we talk with investors like before they go in the project. Like so, because again, life happens, right? Like, and things can change, right? Like I may need to, to buy a car next year. I mean, I may have a medical emergency or my kid may be going to college, right? Like, so we have this insurance, right? Like, I mean, like with, if we are going to need that money, maybe it's not like the best idea to invest in syndication. And finally, like the tax benefits, right? Like, so REITs, unfortunately, they don't have that because again, it works like more like as a stock, as a mutual fund. In syndications, you get all the benefits from real estate. The same way people who invest in single family houses get, they get in commercial real estate, investing passively and even more, right? Like because in, in commercial real estate, it makes more sense to do these cost segregation studies, to do the bonus depreciation. And many investors who have, are new investors are actually even more for investors who have been investing for a long time is very beneficial. Harry, how do you prepare for a downturn. You know, you're looking at a deal now. Obviously, you chose syndication versus REIT, you know, for many reasons that you talked about. But as you're looking at a syndication now, you know, even passive or active, or maybe some ways that we haven't talked about that you like to see or to personally be prepared for some kind of economic downturn. Again, like trying to focus or invest in bigger cities or areas that are actually growing. I try to stay for now away from tertiary markets, right? Like I am personally, we're having a little bit more of extra cash reserves right now, like in my family. And also that's something that I like to see in projects. I mean, we don't necessarily need to raise much more, but I mean, like to have enough reserves, like to to deal with any problems like that, right? Like, especially in these moments, right? Like where, where again, we still have a lot of inflation. Still, many of the projects, they are not going to cash flow in the first couple of months just, just because like the rates are so high. So we need to prepare for that. For sure. And no, no cash, you crash. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the main things of our business. What's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? 
Yes, yes. Well, so one of the things that like I was talking with people is like when you're growing, when you're starting a business, probably like the enemy of, of growing or success is one being in the comfort zone, right? Like again, like you are in your job or you have a company and you're doing well and uh, you always think, hey, we can continue growing. But I mean, like it, we're, we're doing so well in this moment. I mean, like why to risk things more, right? Like again, like so getting out of your comfort zone and also like fear of failing, right? Like so that's that, that's even worse. Like again, like the not doing things, right? In that moment. So yeah, so so we're, we're trying to do all these things. I mean, of course, we're doing big steps and, and, and taking partnerships with other people who have been experienced in the field, but moving forward. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now? So again, as you can imagine, I'm a physician. So, so most and my background and my wife's too is like being doctors, right? Like, so we are active in social media. So we have our also like our YouTube channel. We are big believers like in education, right? Like uh, one, one of the things I always say, like people usually invest or do things in something that they are familiar with or there's something that they know, right? So many people, the only way they know to invest is in stocks and mutual funds, the 401k. And that's why we we created this YouTube channel too, just to help other people, right? Like to, to see that there are other alternative ways of investment, right? Like, so we have our YouTube channel, we have our website where we also have our blog. We're very active in physician Facebook groups. So yeah, so we try to be out there and... I mean, of course, we would love like people to invest with us, but but more important than that is that I want to give education and also I want to give other doctors and healthcare professionals options, right? Like for, for the future. What's your best tip for passive investors? And it was something important when I was starting in this, right? Like the, you, you need to do your education, right? Like so because it's your hard-earned money. You need to be your education in order to be comfortable, a new step in, in doing something new for you, like which is investing in real estate. But as important as that is, at some point you need to take action, right? Like, I mean, like education, it can just take you somewhere, but the next step is action. What's the most important metric you track? Could be personally, professionally, yeah, either or anywhere in between. Time. <laughs> So it's, it's not a common answer, but, but yeah, time. So we do all this, what we do really, right? Like we do our W2, we do business and all of that because we don't want to trade our time for money anymore, right? Like, so that's, so that's what we do with these passive investments. So personally, whatever we try to do is like, again, like to, to have more time for our family, for our friends, for, for, for our kids too, right? Like, so, so one of these things, so, so for example, that we have seen and we have witnessed in real estate is, my wife, actually, she stepped down from, from her job as a year in November. And that was a great thing because dad has given her so much time with the kids. They are seven and 11 and they're doing great in school, but still they, they need like their mom like to do other things and to continue growing. So yeah, time is very important. And actually also this year is the year where we have traveled like, like the most. I think we have traveled four or five times already and loving it. Yeah. Time is slip away if you're not tracking it, right? If you don't know where you're putting it and and you definitely don't get those years back with the little ones. I've got two young boys as well. So they don't get younger. Yeah, that's right. They don't get younger. And you, you can't go back and, and spend that precious time with them. So that's that's very honorable of you all to uh, for her to be able to leave her her career path. You know that I, she obviously didn't get there easy, right? You don't become a physician overnight. That's for sure. Yeah. But no doubt she's doing her calling, right? Or a very yeah. important task as mom, to say the least. But Harry, what about yeah. some habits that you are disciplined about that have produced the highest return for you? 
there are many things that we have done over the years in, in medicine and now in business. I, like I believe like one of the most important traits to for anyone is being consistent, right? Like so one is that you can have great days, you can have good days, but you're gonna, gonna have also bad days. And the important thing for anyone for success is like to to be consistent in that. And the other thing is to be honest and have integrity, right? Like because sooner or later people are not are gonna know about you, right? Like and how you how you behave and how your people and how are your values. Right. Like so those are two very important things that, that we always keep in mind. How do you like to give back? Yeah. So again, as I was telling you, like a little bit of education, right? Like with other people. And again, like with I when I talk with them, like again, like as as much as we would love them to invest with us, we prefer to give options. When I talk with other doctors and they show some interest for active investing, I'm very happy and I kind of guide them like through, like again, if they're interested in single family homes or doing other things and even in multifamily, right? Like it's just to give options and and to have at the end of the day, another way to build income and wealth for their families. Harry, it's been a pleasure to meet you and have you on the show, even just going through active versus passive and, and what you expect to happen next with multifamily and inflation and some of the benefits that, that also are involved that often people overlook when investing in a syndication or even a REITs versus syndication. Oftentimes there's yeah. confusion there, right? I know I talk to past investors often who are like, well, what's the difference? You know, or why wouldn't I invest in a REIT or just thinking through those things. So thank you very much for your time today. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we have our website, which is nimaequity.com. This is Nima as in N as in Nancy, I-M-A, equity.com. And we also have, of course, our YouTube channel for free education from basic things to more elaborated things in real estate, especially in multifamily. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 